Hello and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And together with our world-class coaching team, we've helped more than 6,000 women over 40 fit back into their favorite clothes over the past decade. For more information on what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to reveal the best type of exercise around menopause to lose weight and tone up. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's podcast. One of the most common questions we get asked by women over 40 is, what's the best type of exercise to lose weight and tone up during menopause? We've worked with so many women in their 40s and 50s who felt stuck because they didn't know what type of workouts would work for them. So they were trying all the things which used to work in their 20s and 30s, things like HIIT workouts, spinning, online gym classes, dog walking, jogging, swimming and more. But after a long week of exercising, they would step on the scales and see zero movement or maybe even be heavier than they were before. And when you're not seeing results, it's very hard to stay motivated, which causes a lot of women to give up, leaving them stuck unable to get their weight under control, choosing clothes to cover up problem areas rather than wearing the things they like, hating shopping for clothes because nothing fits quite right, especially in the more trendy shops, and staring at a wardrobe full of amazing clothes that they can no longer wear, and then just worrying that this is part of the aging process that they're gonna have to accept. The reason this happens though is simple. Women's bodies and hormones start to change as they approach the menopause, which can make it easier to gain weight, especially around the middle, and harder to lose it again with the normal methods of exercise. But if you have the right approach, one designed to work for women in menopause and perimenopause, you can quickly and easily get the scales moving, drop a couple of dress sizes and feel incredible wearing anything you like in as little as 12 weeks. In today's podcast, we're going to reveal the best exercise approach for women during the menopause so you can do exactly that. Now, before we get into the best types of exercise, it's important to understand what's actually happening in the body around menopause, as this affects what works and what doesn't. And it's very different to what does and doesn't work in your 20s and 30s. And this is stuff that even a lot of personal trainers still don't understand. They're still not educated on or haven't found the education um, themselves. And a lot of the information out there is therefore still really, really out of date and not helpful. So the first thing you need to understand is that significant changes happen physiologically around menopause. And look, if you're going through it, you probably feel that these things are happening. But if you can understand what's going on on a sort of biological level, then you'll be able to make better choices. So the first change that's happening is changes in the female sex hormones, estrogen and progesterone. So these start to decline. They fluctuate and decline in the run up to menopause. So through perimenopause, which can start to happen for many women in their late 30s or early 40s. And then those drop to a low level from menopause and into postmenopause. And this can start to have an impact. And this can really start to have an impact like years before clinical menopause. And I think this is the key point I'm trying to make here. So clinical menopause on average in the UK is age 51, but this can happen for women in their late 30s or early 40s. And these changes in the female sex hormones, they lead to a plethora of symptoms. So they include some commonly known ones, so hot flushes, night sweats, brain fog, but there's many, many more things as well. And there's over 50 recognized symptoms. But the key ones we want to look at today are the ones that affect exercise. So the first thing that really affects exercise is due to a reduction in estrogen, 
which is a natural lubricant and a natural anti-inflammatory, you then can get joint aches and pains. So you can get sore knees, you can get bad back, you can get tight hips. All of these things can be exaggerated by these and made worse by these uh, changes in the female sex hormones. And then the other thing that happens for a lot of women um, that we've worked with as well is mobility issues. So things like frozen shoulder, so struggling to put the shoulder or your arm above your head without pain. Tennis elbow, again, this is another really common one, carpal tunnel syndrome that happened due to these changes in female sex hormones. And all of these things tend to be made worse if you are either carrying a bit of extra weight or your diet isn't so good, so you're kind of inflamed, as it also then causes more inflammation and puts more load on the joint. So we need to make sure we're exercising in a way that works with those. But it's not just about kind of joint aches and pains and mobility. There's also other changes that happen due to those sex hormones. So Ben, what, what other changes um, are affected by uh, by the kind of changes around menopause? So another one of the, the changes that happens is muscle mass and bone density decrease with age. And that's if you don't do anything to counteract it. So just naturally for men and women, but women around menopause, um, muscle mass and bone density will both decrease. This can lead to feeling less toned and more flabby, having less shape to your body, feeling weaker, having poorer balance, being less energetic. So overall, in terms of the way that you feel, your strength levels, the way that your body feels, that's gonna tend to get worse just, just naturally. But it can also lead to a slower metabolism because the more muscle that you have, the faster your metabolism will be. So muscle, it takes quite a lot of calories to maintain whatever muscle mass that you have. And so the less muscle mass you have, the slower your metabolism is gonna be. Having more muscle mass also helps the body process carbs and sugar better. So you are less likely to then store those as fat. So in terms of when it comes to weight loss and maintaining um, sort of your body fat percentage or avoiding gaining excess body fat, the more muscle you have, the more easy that process is gonna be. And then in terms of the bones, um, oste osteopenia and then osteoporosis, uh, which is basically porous bones, um, that can come as your bone density starts to reduce and then that can start to cause more serious issues as you get older. So half of women over 50, 50 will suffer from osteo uh, osteoporosis with as many people dying from fracture-related causes as from lung cancer and diabetes. So the bone density one um, is more kind of something that if you can counteract that, it's gonna help you into later life, it's gonna help you stay fitter, more active, more mobile, etc. as you get older. And then the muscle mass, again, is gonna help you stay more active, it's gonna help you with your balance, it's gonna help you feel strong, but also it's gonna help you feel better, have a more toned body and um, avoid gaining excess body fat. So muscle mass and bone density decreases, they're two things that can happen. Um, again, if you don't do anything to counteract it. And then the last kind of key thing that you need to understand about what's happening with the body around menopause and perimenopause. And again, I wanna stress if you're not doing the right types of exercise, which we're gonna talk about today, um, is overstressing the body. So sensitive to the stress hormone cortisol increases in the run up to menopause. So cortisol is kind of the key stress hormone. Your sensitivity to stress increases with age. But the key thing to take away from this is this increase is three times more for women than for men. So as we get older, we all get more sensitive to stress. We get a bigger, what's called stress response. We release more cortisol and it sticks around in our body for longer. But this happens three times more for women than for men with aging. So it's something you've got to be really, really conscious of and really careful of. And again, 
most personal trainers do not understand this. Most coaches do not understand this and then give people completely inappropriate exercise, um, especially for people who have a more busy and stressful day-to-day life. So a lot of the women we work with are really um, successful in their career. They're managing a team or even the whole company. And that's very stressful. They're also caring for family. They may be part of this sandwich generation, caring for children and aging parents. All of that is kind of adding to the total stress on the body, what's called the allostatic stress. And the problem is, if cortisol levels are too high, it makes losing weight very, very difficult as it leads to three major problems. So the first thing is leptin resistance. Now, leptin is a satiety hormone. It's a hormone that tells us we're full after eating. If you have leptin resistance, you're going to have increased cravings. You're going to be craving food all the time. Even when you've eaten, your body's not going to respond correctly to food. So you're always going to be hungry. And you may have noticed this. The second thing that happens is insulin resistance. If cortisol levels are chronically elevated. So this means insulin is a storage hormone and it encourages your body to store fat, especially around the middle. So it makes it harder to lose weight and easier to gain it, especially around that middle area where people struggle with that middle age spread. And then the third thing that happens from chronically high cortisol levels uh, around menopause is thyroid deregulation. So it slows your metabolism down. Thyroid is the gland in your throat that controls your metabolism. So this means you have to eat less and less and less in order to maintain or lose weight. So leptin resistance, insulin resistance, and thyroid deregulation, all of those things make it way, way harder to see good results. Makes it much easier to gain weight, let alone even be in a position to maintain it or lose it. So it's one of the main reasons we see a lot of women struggling around menopause is if cortisol levels are too high. And the type of exercise you choose can either make this worse or it can make it better. So it's very, very important to choose a form of exercise that keeps stress on the body low to moderate, as well as doing those other things Ben talked about. So there's kind of three things you need to achieve with that workout plan. So Ben, can you just summarize for those listening what those are? So that, cause we've talked a lot in detail about what these things need to be, but just to summarize them, what, what would you say are the three most important things that any type of exercise must be in order to be successful around menopause? So taking everything we talked about into account, the best workout plan for women around menopause must achieve three things. So firstly, it needs to keep cortisol levels low to moderate because if you let the cortisol get out of control, that's going to block weight loss. We also need to avoid overloading the joints because if you develop an injury or you know you overstress your joints, then you have to give up. And if you can't do any exercise at all, it's going to be more difficult to achieve your goals. And the third thing is it needs to help maintain muscle mass, it needs to help maintain bone density, and then that will keep your metabolism high and maintain your health as you go forward. So this rules out a lot of different types of exercise. So for example, things like long distance cardio, so running, cycling, these are really, really good for improving cardiovascular fitness. That's, you know, the the health of your heart and lungs and your um, cardiovascular system. However, they do come with a lot of negatives. So they also reduce muscle mass. So if you go out for a really, really long run, you're actually going to start losing muscle mass. If you if you do that on a regular basis, you'll get less and less and less muscle, which is compounded by the fact that if you're also getting older, you're, you're naturally, your body is wanting to lose muscle anyway, meaning you're going to have less body shape, you're going to feel flabbier, you're going to feel um, less toned. And then the other negatives of running is it can be high impact as well. So running, obviously, you know, you're putting a lot of weight through your joints every step that you take while you're out running. So if you've got something like a a bad back or bad knees, especially if you're carrying extra weight, that can be be too high impact 
and then it can eventually lead to you're going to be more likely that it's going to give you a joint issue rather either a you know could be bad back could be bad knees could be shin splints could be hip problems could be anything and then the third issue with running is it triggers a relatively high stress response which means cortisol levels will be elevated and it will make fat loss more difficult so although with running you could improve your cardiovascular fitness if that was your main goal that's going to be a really good way of doing that but if you're looking to be strong and fit and toned and lose body fat it, there's there's more negatives than there are positives and it's a similar story with things like hit training so high intensity interval training or gym classes so again those are good for your cardiovascular fitness they're good for getting quick getting fit quickly so they work relatively quickly and they're good for younger people who aren't carrying excess weight because a lot of sort of high intensity workouts, they involve quite intense exercises. So because of that, high impact exercise does have a high injury risk for anyone carrying extra weight or with existing joint problems. For example, if you turn up to a gym class, you're carrying a large amount of extra weight, you've already got a bit of a bad knee, and then they get you doing burpees and tuck jumps and all of these things which are quite intense workouts, which carry more, you know, injury risk for anyone, but you're at much more higher risk of injury if you're overweight and you've already got joint problems. They're also highly stressful on the body, so they trigger that high stress response again and make it more difficult to lose weight. So to summarize, a lot of the exercise that people will have done in their 20s and 30s, long distance cardio, high intensity interval training, gym classes, all of those things are not necessarily going to be the most effective for women around menopause whose main priority is to lose weight and to tone up. So what is actually best then like we've talked about what we should avoid so that kind of like high intensity training the long cardio and there is this misconception that hopefully this is cleared up now that you have to do cardio to burn fat which is actually complete nonsense and uh, a lot of the time cardio makes it harder for your body to be in a, a state where it can lose weight and burn fat and tone up effectively uh, especially around menopause so you need to think differently. You need to do something differently if you want to see good results around menopause. And in our experience, one thing is by far the most effective type of training for women over 40. So this is what's called LIST, low impact strength training. So this simply involves slow controlled movements using your body weight or using moderate weights. And our clients do this. They use weights at home. Um, they do three to four sessions a week and they typically lose one to two stone and one to two dress sizes in 12 weeks. So it's really, really effective, really, really time efficient as well. Doesn't mean you have to commute to and from the gym. And the reason it works so well is it keeps stress on the body low, meaning your body stays in an optimum state for losing weight. There's this big misconception that losing weight is about calories in versus calories out. And it is a lot simpler when people are young and the stress response hasn't changed and they're not going through menopause and it kind of is more like calories in versus calories out. As you get older, it's not about that at all. It's about putting the body in a position in a state where it can actually let go of that weight. Your body has to process that body fat out. It doesn't just burn it like you put a log on the fire. So you've got to put your body in a state where it can actually lose that fat by keeping stress low to moderate. Second reason list is so effective is it builds muscle, which tones you up all over. And this will have the effect of reducing things like bingo wings, flattening your stomach, increasing your metabolism as well. Ben was talking about that earlier, meaning you can eat more and still lose weight easily. And we've got loads of stories of clients saying that they're smaller than ever. Even if they're the same weight they used to be, they are way smaller. We've had clients who've got back in their wedding dress the same weight or lighter than they were at their wedding from this type of training, no cardio, and they're even significantly smaller and the wedding dress is now baggy. 
I've had clients who say their bum is like they're 50 and their their bottom is as firm and toned or more firm and toned than it's ever been in their adult life, even in their 20s. And this is all from building muscle through low impact strength training and managing the stress on the body. And the other benefit is it's very, very efficient. As I said before, our clients only train three to four times a week, mostly for 30 to 45 minutes. We have two options and they can lose one to two stone in 12 weeks. And it can all be done from home. So you don't need to waste time commuting to and from the gym. So if you're very short on time, again, it's going to be the most effective way to train. There's also no jumping around. So it's gentle on your joints. That's why it's low impact strength training. Because sometimes these gym classes, they're not very good. No gym classes really does strength training properly anyway. They're all basically cardio masked as a little bit of strength training. Um, But they also usually include jumping around like Ben was talking about. So instead, there's no jumping around with this. There's no high injury risk. And then the last benefit, which a lot of people don't realize, is you can still get a massive improvement in cardio fitness from strength training. So when I am lifting weights, my heart rate will get up to anywhere between 120 and 160 beats per minute, depending on how heavy the weights are um, and how, how many reps you're doing. So you still get your heart rate up, but you get all these other benefits of building that lean, firm muscle that tones you up all over. Um, that then burns more calories at rest by increasing your metabolism and keeping stress on the body low, which cardio cannot do any of those things. So you get all the benefits of cardio with none of the drawbacks. So it's by far the most effective thing to do. And look, we could talk about this all day. It's it's by far the best type of exercise, but a much better way of demonstrating this is to hear from um, one of our clients who saw amazing results. And she used to do loads of gym classes and wasn't seeing any change around menopause. And then she started doing what we talked about today and saw some big changes. So Ben, why don't you read out what happened um, to this particular client? So we've got a great story here from Sue Adcook, who was age 54 when we were coaching her. Um, She said, I was a size 12, over 10 stone and felt bloated, unhealthy and lethargic. I wore baggy clothes to hide lumps and bumps. In general, I was unhappy with how I looked and was losing my zest for life. When I felt bored or unhappy, I'd open wine at the end of the week to cheer myself up. That was then followed by crisps and chocolate. I tried Slimming World, Weight Watchers, Slim Fast and Scottish Slimmers. I went to the gym four times a week and although I was quite fit, none of the exercise classes were making a difference to my body shape. I thought the program was expensive for something which was an online tool, but the results and reviews made me think it was worth a go. My three biggest wins so far are, number one, mindset. This has helped so much. It was the reasons, but one of the reasons behind why I was searching, reaching for the wine and chocolate that were causing the issues, and I don't have that now. Even when I've gone off track, I don't give up. Ben is there to get me focused again. And learning about macros. So previously I would follow a diet, but make unhealthy choices. I can now see the benefit of staying on track with good food choices. And I think twice about what I choose before I eat it. Since joining, I've lost over a stone. And the main thing for me is keeping it off. I'm a very comfortable size 10 and size eight in some things. When buying clothes, I no longer hide under medium sized jumpers as a small size is figure hugging and flattering. I have lost fat around my stomach, which is something I've never managed before. I'm fitter than I have been in years, have more energy, and can hold my own in fitness challenges with younger workmates. Through the mindset work, I no longer react to situations by reaching for chocolate or wine and have a calmer attitude to life. I'm happier and more confident and look forward to what lies ahead. So absolutely amazing there from Sue. So she's, just to summarize, 54, was doing loads of gym classes, changed that to what we talked about today, list training, along with all the nutrition stuff we talk about. If you're interested in that, it's in lots of other podcast episodes. And she was able to drop a couple of dress sizes and completely change how she felt in terms of her body and in terms of her confidence as well. So 
Ben, where can people go if they're interested in finding out more about um, the private coaching program that Sue did um, and obviously hundreds of other women just like her? So to find out more, just head over to www.fit40info.com and you can find all of the details on that page. Awesome. So that just about wraps it up for today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll catch you next week for another episode. We will see you then. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast.